What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. My name's John, and this is our slash Tales from the Front Desk today. We're going to switch it up a little bit. Sometimes it's nice to mix things up. Uh, sometimes the pro-revenge and malicious compliance runs a little thin on materials now. Because I've been so slow, it really hasn't lately, but I still like the little bit of variety added in. So, uh, And some of the front desk stories are just mind-blowing. And I promised the other day in one of my episodes on one of my channels that I would take some pictures of uh, a couple of things that I've been working on around the house here. And... Uh, I forgot. So before I upload this, I will take some pictures and while I'm mumbling here about this stuff, I will throw some of those pictures up real quick. Uh, probably just the greenhouse and the chickens and that's probably about it. The greenhouse is uh, very bare bones. It's one of the worst Jenga slash jigsaw puzzles I've ever done. Uh, because we're using reclaimed windows uh, for the bulk of our structure, and I'm trying to keep the structure sturdy enough to hold things up, but lightweight enough that we're not burning up a bunch of materials. And if I have to dismantle it for whatever reason, it'll come apart relatively easily. And, you know, who wants to put thousands of dollars into something like that? Uh, it's just not an investment I'm willing to make. But I want it to be safe and effective. So, yeah, balance all that out. So anyway, now you've seen some of the stuff we're working on. My hands are completely beat up. Uh, my, my fingers... I'm so arthritic in my fingers that I feel like, uh, I don't know what I feel like. I just, just overworked, uh, even this morning after splitting a bunch of wood yesterday. Hollywood is one of the worst woods to split, by the way. Uh, I think I'm going to dig like a four foot fire pit and just burn, you know, the logs are short enough. They're 16 to 18 inches, but I think what I'm going to do is just burn them whole. Uh, I really have no desire to split any more holly at this point. I'll take some of the smaller branches and, uh, save them for kindling and things like that. Uh, and some of the smaller logs that, uh, can burn relatively easily without being touched. Uh, I'll shred some of it for wood chips for the gardens and the paths and things like that. But yeah, it's, uh, it's been an adventure. So, uh, but when I'm not here making videos, that's one of the main things that I'm doing is working on our gardens, our uh, raised beds, greenhouse, chickens sustainability stuff we have a larder that we've built but it's not quite complete yet it needs a door so that it's uh, a little more closed off from the rest of the basement because in winter one of the only places that i can do any woodworking is the basement and i don't want all that sawdust being sucked into the larder area and dusting up all of our preserved jars and containers and things like that uh i mean nothing's going to be perfect in a basement but why add to it so anyway ramble 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 all right Let's get on with the uh, tales from the front desk. Two tales of desperation. Guests explaining why they think they should get their deposit back. Today I shall regale you with stories of miscreants who wish to disavow the damage done to the stately rooms of the Nugent, and what their reasonings were. Miscreant the First. A gentleman and his lady had been enjoying the libations of our 24-hour dram shop, and were in need of slumber. The gentleman was feeling quite exhausted from his time and hit his head on the commode, damaging it, which is where he slumbered. The lady had not noticed this as she had reposed in the bed given. On the morrow, both awoke to see the damage dealt and went right to the innkeep to make sure that their 100 US dollars would be returned. After all, they said, was it not your establishment that gave us these libations? <laughs> Alas, their pleas were disregarded and their US dollars were confiscated for repairs. Miscreant the second. This scoundrel had purchased food from a local vendor. Instead of ingesting the delectable items, they chose to smear the contents across nearly every surface imaginable. 
Walls, curtains, bedding, all fouled with a combination of charred and ground meat, onion and a mayonnaise-slash-ketchup combination that is legally distinct from the version offered by the jester McDonald. While caught in the act, this scoundrel was still adamant that they should receive their deposit back. The reasoning went as this. Yes, I smeared my food on most things, but I didn't smear anything on the lampshades. Again, this most thoughtful of pleas fell on deaf ears, and 100 US dollars was taken from them unfairly. People... We have a fly issue this spring. Yeah, these people really are stupid. How do you... Well, one was an intentionally damaged room. That was miscreant number two. And they expected their deposit back. That's just mind-blowing. Even the one that was sort of accidental. I mean, well, I mean, they paid for the libations and uh, chose to partake and then chose to go back to their room. And yeah, I'm pretty sure he didn't slam his head into the commode on purpose, but it's still directly related to your actions. So yeah, not sure why anybody would think they'd get their deposit back after that. Sounds classy. Barry, the ultra shiny that got DNR'd. Is that do not rent to? I can't remember. It's been a while. Ultra shiny, I guess, is gold slash platinum slash whatever metal that hotel chain uses for their special people. Guys, this one's about the ultra shiny I've mentioned a couple times in previous comments. This is the ultra shiny that we had to finally DNR due to being the cause of water damage. Police were even called to trespass him, albeit unsuccessfully. But I'm getting ahead of myself. So here's the promised story of the ultra shiny that got DNR'd. A little backstory for this guy first. When I was newer, I began to learn about Mr. Ultra Shiny, Barry, obviously not his real name. Barry has a young child and a baby mama. Barry is a local and likes to book rooms that have something going on, which makes him have to be off market for most guests because he likes the arranged steep discount my GM used to give him on such rooms. She would do this to be able to have something for revenue on what otherwise would be an out of order room. Maybe a guest didn't check out until 4 p.m. by, of course, paying a fee for such a late departure. And housekeeping was no longer available to clean the room. Barry doesn't care about that. He'll take some cleaning supplies and clean it himself and rent it for cheap. Maybe the toilet has a clog that maintenance is unable to clear, and we're waiting on the plumber to arrive on a scheduled date and time, and that room is out of order until then. Barry wants that for his discount. He'll use the lobby bathroom. You get the point. Occasionally, Barry will redeem his points he earned by frequently staying in these otherwise unusable rooms and book through reservations for a standard room, knowing that, as an ultra shiny, his perks get him an automatic upgrade to our best or next best room. He calls the property in these instances to ask for anything with a jetted tub. He and his baby mama love the jetted tub rooms. Let it also be known that 90% of the time, Barry is in something that has only one bed, never asks for or accepts a cot, and always brings his kid and baby mama. Henceforth, BM. Barry is also an alcoholic and stoner, and often has loud arguments with baby mama. She's always louder than he is. He also is always hitting on female staff or attempting to invite female staff to go hang out with him. He is, of course, always rejected. GM was starting to get tired of his shit, but he hadn't done anything quite serious enough to ban him yet. So she began instructing FD, uh, front desk, to deny him any out-of-order rooms, claim they've all been fixed, whether or not they actually have and to not let certain rooms be visible on market when we see his point redeem reservations come in, so he can't see them listed as available online for the franchise website. To do that, we make dummy walk-in reservations so we can still sell them to callers and actual walk-ins. No more discounts for Barry. Well, not too long ago, about two months ago now, we had to put a jetted tub suite out of order because a guest broke the TV, and we were waiting on the shipment of a new one. 
When it finally came and maintenance was able to get it mounted, I forgot to put the room back on the market. And one of our other FDA wound up selling it to Barry at the discounted rate, thinking it still had no TV. Barry had booked it for three nights. The second night, I came into my shift for my weekend and was doing a bucket check and saw Barry was in-house, in the jetted subsuite, with the cheap rate. I knew my GM would be pissed about this already, so I called her to see if she knew, which she was unaware and not happy about it. She said, just leave it for now. Hopefully, we won't have any serious problems. Insert foreshadowing remark here. Well, most of my shift goes by fairly smoothly. We were sold out, so all there was to do was check guests in, get some of them their extra towels, restock our 24-7 coffee station, and assist guests with other minor problems. My relief comes. We talk and cover things she needs to know about, laugh about some dumb interactions, and I'm out of 5,000. I live on property, so I go up to my room and get changed and sit and scroll through Reddit to wind down. And after about an hour, I get a call from my N.A. N.A. Oh, night auditor. Ding dong. I get a call from my N.A. saying she needs help with a guest's reservation. I get a few details from her and come downstairs and there's a group with their luggage and one woman off to the side. I find out the problem with the luggage group's reservation is that a third party had taken their money and confirmed a reservation that an RPMS didn't exist. Told them we never got the reservation and unfortunately we're completely sold out and occupied at this time. The service they use to book a reservation is at fault. They go on their way very disgruntled. And just as I was about to ask the woman what I could help her with, a couple of ceiling tiles above our interface computer in the back office collapses, water cascading down on top of the equipment. Night Auditor and I rush to move everything away from the water, dry it, and cover it as water continues to rain down on us both. While Night Auditor is covering the computer, nothing shorting out yet, I ask the woman what she came down for, and peeking through the door behind me says, That. That's happening in my room. I ask what room that is, and she confirms my suspicion. She's right below Barry. I knew Barry had left hours ago to go joyriding with some friend because he kept asking me earlier if I had ever been on a, whatever those weird reverse trike-style motorcycles are called, asking me if I would want to ride one. He's going off with a buddy to ride, so I knew he wasn't in the building. So, as I'm running to grab a F-ton of towels, I instruct my N.A. to take an emergency key and go in Barry's room and find out what the F while I help this lady in her room. I go upstairs with the woman and find that the water is raining down into her jetted tub from the recessed light fixture above it. Thankfully, it's not actually flooding her room, but the noise from the water had woken her up. She said she understood that there's no other rooms, but is she still going to have to pay full price after this? I said, no ma'am, of course not. I can't say for sure in what way GM will compensate you, but I know her well and can assure you she will make it right for you to the best of her ability, and I truly apologize that this happened during her stay with us. She says that's fine and she just wants to rest. Please go help the other lady. I said that's very sweet and understanding. I'll leave these extra towels for you just in case. So I leave and meet up with N.A. downstairs who informs me that yes it was indeed Barry's room that caused this. He left that jetted tub on and plugged up and since the jetted tub has no overflow drain it well overflowed. I'm not sure how it didn't flood the entire room and hallway but it didn't. Instead, it somehow went down through the walls, leaked some out of the lady's recessed lighting below, and ran the rest of the way down to the office. Of course, I had to call my GM at this point, now that everything was turned off and no longer flooding the office. My night auditor was cleaning what she could of the ceiling tile that collapsed and trying to dry the computer the rest of the way off. Thankfully, it didn't fry, and water didn't get inside. I think the keyboard, which was laying on top of the actual computer, saved it because that thing was soaked. When I called her, I said something to the effect of, you are not going to like this, and Barry is done here. And I go on to explain what happened. 
Our first concern was, of course, the interface equipment, which is basically like a local mini-server for our workstations. Without it, we are effed to run this hotel. Next, she wants me to lock him out, so he has to come to the desk, and she's on her way here to confront him and kick him out. She gets here and is assessing the damage and what her next moves are, and shortly after, in walks Barry, with a kid and baby mama in tow. Immediately, I stop him in the lobby and inform GM he's here. She tells him he is no longer welcome here and he has to vacate immediately. He gives shocked Pikachu face and says, but why? Because you, or whoever was with you, left your jetted tub running and it flooded the room below you and our back office. You have 20 minutes to get your belongings from that room and you are to leave and never return. He begins drunkenly sputtering that he didn't turn on the tub and that it was an accident. And really, it's your tub, so it's your fault. Blah, blah, blah. She says, if you don't get your stuff and leave, I will call the police and trespass you. Okay, so call them, he says. I'll go get my stuff, but you call them, and I want a refund, too. Okay, guys, I hate to leave you hanging, but this is turning out much longer than I thought. It was such a circus. Anyway, I'll write a part two soon. I gotta get it off my chest, so I'll definitely be writing it very soon. Wait. Part two? No, that's not fair. Of course, that's my problem. My dumbass. I didn't check to see if it was a whole story or a part one or part two. So we'll have to keep an eye open for that. And I guess that means we're going to be doing a Tales from the Front Desk again very soon. Stay tuned. We'll do this. And at some point, maybe in the next video, what I'll do is I'll take this part and part two and put them together. Sorry, guys, but Barry sounds like a real winner, doesn't he? We had no dog in the room. I got in tonight for my night auditor shift and my PM shift girl tells me about a guest who may call back disputing a dog fee charge. I asked what room, and as soon as she said the room, I wasn't surprised. So, Mom rents room for her son for four nights. He never shows up on Monday, comes in Tuesday, but Mom already checked in and left keys at the front desk. Not out of the norm, but it's usually employers leaving them for their employees. So, she tells me Mom had called about it earlier today, and when told why she was charged, she said her son had left his dog at home in a city north of here. PM girl tells her, well, there's dog pee on the carpet, and they left a huge bag of dog food behind. <laughs> Mom says she'd call the son. She calls back and swears her son says he left the dog at home and wants us to review cameras. So PM asked me to review the camera because I'm quicker at it and can notice little things better than anyone here apparently. So not exactly thrilled about this, but I have no check-ins left, so I do it. I look up when he actually arrived on Tuesday because there was profile notes from him not having an ID. Fast forward, noticing nothing, till sure enough on the 3rd, him and an unauthorized guest come walking down the 4th floor hall with him holding the dog, disguised as a kid in a jacket. <laughs> the long snout gave it away, till the dog turned and looked directly towards the camera. Whoopsie! So if you're going to do the crime, don't walk directly in front of the camera, or wrap him completely in a blanket, not a jacket with his nose sticking out. Just confirming my earlier statement, people are stupid. It's amazing to me that, you know, we all try to get away with a little something here and there. Even the most honest people I know of are looking for angles and perks and loopholes and and that's fine. You know, nothing wrong with that. But when you're caught, you're caught. If people aren't going to give you a special deal, so be it. It's their business. And uh, But if you're going to take advantage of it, you run the risk. If you get away with it and nobody notices, great. That's your reward. You didn't have to pay the extra fee. Now you got to pay an extra fee for cleaning I don't know, maybe it's just a pet deposit. Maybe that covers all of it, but you still got to pay extra. You're caught. Get over it. Live with it. FDS called me selfish and impatient for wanting to leave on time. Front desk supervisor, maybe? Ah, the saga continues. The FDS, who I think is now FDM, 
who is 20 to 60 minutes late to relieve me at this time, just pulled me aside to chastise me for not thoroughly explaining my shift notes to her when she arrives. Having had it with working overtime due to her, I told her that I would happily do so if she were actually on time and that I don't think it's fair to wait even longer when I've already waited. She went on a rant about how hospitality has different kinds of people and that lateness is expected and how people have lives outside of work. She mentioned that when she was a general manager at a previous property, she had to wait for late employees all the time and it's just part of the deal. She then said that it isn't good to be so impatient in my position. I told her that the schedule has me working 8 hours and leaving at a certain time, so that's what I expect. She told me that she's late because she's in college and I should be more mindful. I told her in more professional terms that her classes aren't my issue. She then told me I was being selfish. Back to fervently applying for other jobs. Well, unless it's stated ahead of time that, you know, there may be times when your supervisor, manager, whatever is going to be late or a covering employee for that shift. Uh, unless that deal's worked out ahead of time, that, there's nothing selfish about what you're wanting. They didn't communicate it. Your job is described as arriving at a certain time, leaving at a certain time. That's when it should happen. Now, if it happens occasionally, eh, you can kind of look past it, but you should also be compensated for that time. So there's that. Just weigh the incidentals. Seriously? As I'm reading the notes left by the 3 to 11, I come across something involving said guests. The note says, and I'm typing word for word what's on the note, room 320 refused to pay the fee if he comes back. Just waive the fee. I think his things are in the room. He gave Miss DNR a hard time about it. Plus, it's a third party. What in the actual crap? You don't waive the fee because some guy's being an ass about it. If that were the case, then half the people in this hotel wouldn't have to pay it. They're taken for a reason. The reservation was still in my arrivals when I came on, so I have no clue if this guy's here, if she just gave him the keys. And if he left, but all his stuff is still here, then he needs to be charged for occupying the room. Absolutely. You know, you can't be a pushover and be in charge of things. If you're going to let everybody else dictate what they will and won't pay, uh, management is not the position for you. Actually, probably nothing in hospitality is for you. Hmm. I said what I said. Ugh, stupid people. I've had two reviews come in five days apart from each other, complaining that they didn't understand why they couldn't get free upgrades. The rewards program allows free upgrades to the top two tiers when requested and is subjected to availability and one review guest was a bottom tier and the other wasn't even a member. Like WTF people. If I gave a free upgrade to every person that asked for it, we wouldn't make any additional money. I don't go into Walmart and buy a mini fridge and then once paid for, ask for an upgrade to a better one for free. Like that's just back ass words. That's capitalism people, I'm super pissed and annoyed. Ugh. I don't know about capitalism, but the rules are the rules, you know? I set my rates for what I sell or whatever services I provide. People can ask, and that's fine, but uh, if I say no, then the answer is no. And if you've signed a contract, then uh, get over it and write the check. Thank you very much. Alright guys, thanks for hanging out today and uh, sharing some of your day with me. If you're on the YouTube channel and you can see me, hi. Go ahead and you know leave a comment down below. Give us a thumbs up. If you didn't enjoy it, give us a thumbs down. Hey, we're not scared around here. Also, if you're on the podcast format, uh, a lot of the podcast providers leave a place where you can leave a review. Do me a favor and leave us a review. Eh, good, bad, indifferent. Again, we're not scared. And if there's a place to comment, do that too. Or just share it with friends and family. Even if you don't like it, share it with people you don't like. Or them too. All right. <laughs> See you guys.